Hello, dear friends. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. We're glad that you've joined us today as we always are, right in the middle of these perilous times. Uh, we're bringing a teaching uh, to to bring comfort uh, in these times uh, to, from the counsel of God's Word. I want to say that again. In these perilous times, in order to find comfort in perilous times, we need to receive counsel from the Word of God. Amen. And the thing that we need right now uh, in these times, these uncertain times, we need some certainties uh, to literally ground us and settle us to where we can rest in the Lord while the rest of the world is wringing their hands, that we can literally raise our hands in praise and, and, and gratitude for the, for the promise of His help in the time of trouble, His sufficiency in our weakness. Praise God. Well, I'm glad I know Jesus today. There's never been a time in my life that I've been more grateful to be a Christian than in the perilous times that are marking the end times that we are living in. So if you have your Bible, we're going to talk about that today on that subject under that heading of finding comfort in perilous times. Remember, we're going to find our comfort in the counsel of the Word of God. That's where it all begins. Before we we go to first. Second Timothy, rather, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, on this subject. Uh, I want to make a statement again. Uh, the scripture is very clear that, that the things that were written aforetime, this is the Bible, this is the New and Old Testament, uh, the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning, that through the patience and comfort of the scripture that we might have Hope, uh, biblically defined hope, would be the glad anticipation of future good. <laughs> Do you believe that God is actually able to make all things, even this thing, work together for good to them that love Him and are the called according to His purpose? We talked about that in our last edition of this teaching. We talked about God's almighty sovereignty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God has something. Oh no, God doesn't have some power over heaven and earth, but He has all power over heaven and earth, over angels and demons, over circumstances and situations, over kings. He puts up kings and he brings them down. And we're in a shaking time right now. And I believe that God is, 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 is going to do something out of this chaos and out of this intended evil that is going to result in something good occurring out of all of this tragedy. And we're looking to Him not only for protection, but for His purpose to be achieved. We're praying according to His will. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. God wants to shake us. God wants to wake us. God wants to shape us into the image of His Son. And God wants to keep us in this troubled time and make us an example uh, of those who have a covenant with God as opposed to those who do not. He wants people to look and see our peace, 
our our sense of 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 confidence and consolation and 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 caring he and courage in these times and let them know that having god as your heavenly father christ is your savior and the holy spirit is your comforter and gives us everything we need to weather the storms of life amen well having said that through the patience and comfort of the scripture that we might have hope it's god's counsel from His Word in these times that is going to give us the courage and consolation, confidence, and strength that we need. So 2 Timothy 3, uh, verses 1 through 5 says, This know also that in the last days, and I believe you will agree with me, we certainly are living in the last of the last days. Perilous times shall come. Years ago, when I first became a Christian, those times seemed future. We knew there were problems and wars and situations, but it was nothing like it is now. Now we are in those times that mark the last of the last days. Perilous times shall come. And the reason is because of what Satan has achieved in the darkened hearts of all those who believe not in this time that we are living. For men shall become lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truce-breakers, false accusers, Incontinent, incontinent, that normally would be applied medically when someone cannot control uh, their bladder or bowels. In, but it is in the sense here of, the, of, the, of the not being able to control their self sexually. That's why so many uh, people commit adultery and fornication because there is no control over the yearnings and longings of our flesh without the help that only God through the Holy Spirit can give us. Incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. You see that every single day. You see it in the news. If someone is standing on the principles of righteousness found in the Bible, they are literally despised and hated. You know, the Bible said, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil and put light for darkness and darkness for light. Amen. Verse 4 said, Traitors, heady, high-minded, Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. We're not to follow what is trending in some religious circles today where people are not staying true uh, to follow Christ and give heed to the Word of God. We are to turn away. People in dead denominations that are compromising the faith need to make a decision. Are you really going to follow because of your your commitment to your denomination, your loyalty, loyalty to the church that your parents and grandparents attended? 
And I'm not talking about pulling somebody from a church to build a church. I'm talking about getting people to simply follow Jesus instead of following uh, dead denominations that are absolutely voting on which parts of the Bible they're going to apply in our culture and which ones they are going to cast aside. It is splitting churches, and I say that's a good thing. In fact, that's a God thing. There are, there are people who say, we won't do this. And I commend that because we are ultimately in church to be taught to follow Christ. We're not in church to be taught to follow compromised church leaders. Amen. Can I hear an amen in this audience today that is listening? Amen. I want you to follow Jesus today. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we are told not to make disciples unto our denominational organizations. We are told to make disciples unto Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's going to be tough to live the victorious Christian life in a society that is so corrupted by Satan's lies and sin's unchecked destructive force. When I was growing up and my son, my youngest son, he said, Dad, I wish I could have grown up when you grew up because I was watching with him some black and white television show, <laughs> amen, that, that marks the time that I was growing up. And it was pure and it was clean and it had family values and you, and you didn't have to, there was, you didn't have to tell the kids to turn it down or go in another room because something was going to be said or shown that would be embarrassing or shameful or, or that they should shouldn't see. It seems like all the stops are out now. And it was easier uh, when you're in school and even the teachers uh, allowed you to pray and, 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 and they would, the Gideons would come and you recite the 23rd Psalm when I was in the sixth grade and they would give you a little Gideon's park, pocket Bible. And, and every one of us, the teacher helped us to learn the 23rd Psalm. And I thank God. I remember my sixth grade teacher uh, came to our church after I became a pastor and, and worshiped with us one Sunday night. And it was so good to see that teacher that had a, a, an, an influence on me for more than just uh, scholastic things and, and academic things, but actually uh, had an influence on me to support me uh, to do the right thing and the good thing. Of course, I strayed away like like many of us did, but I came back because of all of those people that sowed into my life and pointed me in the right direction. It was easier then to follow Christ than it is now. The Greek word translated perilous originated from a root word that connotates the reducing of the strength. I want to say that again. The Greek word that is rendered perilous originated from a root word that connotates the reducing of the strength, something that literally wears you down. And the reason, according to uh, Strong's dictionary, uh, is because the word meant hard to bear, troublesome, dangerous, yes, but troublesome and hard to bear. We are in desperate need for the true joy of the Lord that brings with it the strength 
to overcome. Can you agree with me today? We need, oh, you mean joy is one of the things we need? Don't we just need to be protected and hid in some cave somewhere and where, where we're, we're just kept until he comes and praying he comes soon? No, we're not to pull our head in uh, like a turtle uh, trusting his shell to protect him. Uh, we, we are to put our head out, <laughs> amen, and declare Jesus is Lord, uh, and He is he, it, he because He has overcome. We, you and I, can overcome. He said, "In this world, you're going to have tribulation, and it's going to be especially pronounced according to Scripture in the last days." But be of good cheer; I have overcome come the world be of good cheer don't let the devil therefore steal your song of praise don't let him steal your joy we're in desperate need for the true joy of the lord why because the joy of the lord is what it's our strength Strength to endure, strength to overcome, strength to not be worn down and worn out. You know, the Bible said of during the tribulation that the Antichrist will try to wear, wear down, wear out the saints of the Most High. We, we are headed in that direction and we're beginning to enter into the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs where men's hearts fail them for fear and looking at the things which are coming on the earth. Now that's going to escalate until it, it, everyone on the planet is going to feel that during the, the, the very, uh, very middle of the tribulation period when everything breaks loose. Uh, that is the seals and the bowls and the judgments begin to fall. But we're seeing the predecessors and the precursors of that right here and right now in this pandemic. We're getting a little bitty, bitty taste of things to come. And we need the joy right now to give us the strength. In Lot's day, because of corruption in Sodom and Gomorrah, the pressure was on him. And he was vexed. Listen to Second Peter 2, 6-9. through 9. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample or an example unto those that would should after live ungodly, and delivered just lot, listen, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. You know, Jesus prayed in John 17 to the Father. He said, Lord, don't take them out of the world. Don't take them out of the world. Because, see, the reason he prayed that is because he wants to seek and to save the lost, and we are the light of the world and we are the salt of the earth and until he takes us out we are a force against the darkness when he takes us out the darkness will overrule and overwhelm uh, mankind on this planet but right now there is a force here an occupying force is here Jesus said occupy till I come don't pull your head in like a turtle in your fear and trepidation and temptation 
timidity. When the perilous times comes, I want you to have the joy of the Lord in spite of the trouble around you. Because it will strengthen you. It will strengthen me. So he said, Father, don't take them out of the world. It's not time uh, for the tribulation. The Antichrist would come now. Satan would have a man in Promote him forward right now, except for an occupying force on this planet. And the Bible said that son of perdition, that man who will become surely the Antichrist, he can't be manifest until he that leadeth is taken out of the way. Amen. He that leadeth, who has the authority? Who has Christ granted and delegated authority to down here? He said, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Praise God. When we intercede, amen. I want you to know when the... I like what one man said, and I'm going to repeat it today. Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on their knees. We have power and authority. See, Jesus said, I give you power and authority over all the power of the enemy. And until he that letteth is taken out of the way, the Antichrist can't be manifest. He can't come on the scene. The tribulation is not going to be able to start and become when this this deceitful man who brings a, a utopian peace for the first three and a half years and then the pouring out of God's wrath in the last three and a half. That seven-year period of deception and destruction can't Come until he that letteth, he that holds it back, he that has power and authority. Amen. Honey, they may not like us now. They may hate us now. They will certainly persecute and oppose us now. But they're going to miss us when we're gone. Amen. Friend of mine, I'm so glad to be one of those persecuted, opposed uh, persons <laughs> identified with Jesus. Because when he comes and takes us up, amen, I don't want to be left here for what is coming. Amen. Men's hearts failing them for fear for looking at the things which are coming upon the earth. Amen. Listen, verse 8 said of Second Peter, For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. In verse 8, the Greek word vex means to be harassed, distressed, of those who are at sea, struggling with a headwind. That's what it means. It, 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 do you understand? That's, that's why Paul said, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before, I press, I press toward the mark. It's against that headwind that he is pressing. And it's against that headwind of unrighteousness that we have to press. We, we need to minimize what we see and hear. But we can't not see and hear enough to not begin to pull us, pull our weak flesh toward the world and weaken us, spiritually speaking. Let me 
Let me define that again. This word vexed means of those who are at sea, who are struggling with a headwind. The winds are trying to pull us away. The winds of the culture are trying to pull us away from everything that is godly and of God. Everything that is spiritual and eternal is, 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 is becoming more, more uh, sidelined to that that is physical and in the moment, living for the moment. What a commentary on life in the 21st century Authentic Christians are to live godly in an ungodly culture. We are to march against the wind, uh, to live counter-culture. Listen to Philippians two, fifteen and 16. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine. See, that's why Jesus has lights in the world. That's why Jesus said, Father, I do not pray you take them out, but I pray that you keep them from the evil one. I'm going to put this in context here. You'll understand what he prayed and why he prayed it. And while we're here, while we're in the kingdom and in this sin-darkened world for a time such as this, listen to it, that you may be blameless, harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. See, if he takes us out right now, dear friend, Yes, we won't have to endure any of the any of the sorrows and the beginning of sorrows, but if he takes us out right now, the light goes out, the darkness reigns, and so many souls will in that darkness of deception uh, will be lost. But if we shine right now as God's luminaries, listen, holding forth the word of life in the midst of this crooked and perverse nation holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I've not run in vain or labored in vain we are here in the kingdom and in the world and in America if you're in America in Africa if you're in Africa in Asia if you're in Asia in the Arctic in the UK listen we are to be God's luminaries in a sin-darkened world, not to be diminished by the darkness around us, but to be enhanced. <laughs> Amen. You know, the darker it gets, the more a light is noticed. I, I've got a porch light that I need a, a, a timer on it to go off and on because we forget to turn it off. And it's unnecessary for electricity. It's not that much. It's a low wattage and uh, high output bulb. But I forget to turn it off. And I'm not reminded that it's on uh, at noon when the sun is out and it's brilliantly bright. But you know when I'm reminded that it's on? Around midnight when I open 
the door for some reason, maybe putting the garbage out for the morning, and at midnight, that light is illuminating so much that is completely unnoticed during the day. As the darkness deepens, the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus, the light of the gospel, the illuminating power, we are the light of the world. Praise God. Amen. Men will see our good works. And it's not just there. Listen, Bill Gates is a philanthropist and he gives millions to great causes. So it's got to go beyond philanthropy. He's not a believer in, in any sense that I've ever heard. In fact, in one time, ask about his, his religious beliefs or his faith. He said in the sheer allocation of time when he was building the Microsoft dynasty in the sheer allocation of time i do not have time for religion well friend of mine we are here to be juxtaposed over against those attitudes in our culture and to say look what god can do if you come to christ as your savior and put your trust in him you can be happier than bill gates more fulfilled than bill gates and less fearful in perilous times than bill gates amen why amen because we've come to know christ as our sovereign and our Savior, hallelujah, our Lord and Savior. And we have His peace and we have His joy to strengthen us in these times that are wearing so many down. Upstream Christians in a downstream world. In verse 7, the word in the Greek for vexed means also to, to, to tire down with toil, to exhaust with labor, with labor, to exhaust with labor, to afflict or oppress with evils. Here again is Satan's strategy to reduce the strength, to wear us down and try to wear us out. It all looks so grim, but look at verse 9. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust to the day of judgment to be punished. This place of strength, this stronghold in the book of Nehemiah is only found in a right relationship with God. And this right relationship with God is only found when we repent if it's necessary to have that. Amen. So that fellowship can be restored. I love what Dave Wilkerson said. He said, Most Christians never associate joy with repentance, but repentance is actually the mother of all joy in Jesus. Without it, there can be no joy. Yet any believer or congregation who walks in repentance will be flooded with the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is our strength in Nehemiah is in the context of repenting and restoring that relationship with God that sin had broken. I, w I want you to know Nehemiah is all about uh, this, the, in, 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 in this, this time of repentance when Israel has come home. The book of the law is read and their hearts are broken because they see that they have drifted so far away. 
and they they have broken covenant with God. They have broken their fellowship relationship with Him. And now they are coming back to Him. And and in their brokenness, they're they're bowing down. They're they're just their heads are down, their eyes are to the ground, they're sorry for their sin. And Nehemiah tells them in verse verse ten, then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink ye the sweet. Send portions to them for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be you sorry. Don't be condemned anymore. You've already done that. Now it's time to enter into that restored fellowship, you see. Neither be you sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that word in the Hebrew is ma'oz. M-A-W hyphen O-Z-E, Mao-O-Z. And you know what it means? It means, you see, to, the, to, to my thinking early on and to your thinking probably today, it just means that power, power, power. No, listen, it means a place of safety, protection, refuge, stronghold, a place of safety, harbor, stronghold, refuge of God, or taking refuge in God, a place or means of safety. You see, our strength inside, spiritually and emotionally, uh, is is coming from, from resting in the Lord, finding refuge in the Lord, because we've been reconciled to the Lord, and we have a fellowship relationship with Him, and we have a Jesus that says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, come unto me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, <laughs> Amen. and you shall find rest for your soul. I'm going to send you out of this place into an evil world. I'm going to send you out as sheep among wolves, but you're going to have everything you need to not be destroyed. Amen. Because I'm going to give you everything you need to overcome. Hallelujah. Ma'oz. A place or means of safety. I want to declare first and foremost that while every generation of Christians needed this strength in the Lord, this place that we are resting in full assurance that He is in control and He is keeping us, none needed it more than those who would live in the last days. So therefore, the joy of the Lord is crucial to sustaining true spiritual strength. And friend, if you don't know Him today, the Scripture says of you that you are without God and you are without hope in this present world. Without God and without hope in this present world. And what is this present world according to the Scriptures? A wicked and perverse generation. Chicago this week had a record number of murders and shootings. Right in the midst of a pandemic where where so many people are 
dying, sick. So many lives are being so devastated by losing jobs, the future looking so uncertain. You would think that it would bring a calm and there would be a, a time of thinking about how much we need God and if we're away from Him, how we need to come back to Him. But we're living in the perilous time, the dangerous age, the beginning of sorrows. And friend of mine, if you don't know Jesus, you're caught up in the current of the culture. And it sounds, what is trending right now in the culture is to not acknowledge God. You're, you're, you're put actually in a political category of right wing people if you just believe the Bible you, you may not have political views that are very strong but you believe the word of God strongly they're going to put you in a category and I want you to know yes our nation is split we're being polarized the light and darkness are coming into distinct direct conflict and the Bible said that we are the light of the world and the light has shined in the darkness the darkness comprehendeth it not and if you're in that sin darkened condition today I believe the Holy Spirit is opening your eyes right now and calling you to come to come to come to Jesus let the scales fall right now run to Jesus receive him as your Lord and your personal Savior and friend of mine, He will abundantly pardon you. And He'll never leave you, never forsake you. He'll take you all the way through this perilous time. Take you to heaven when He comes. And if you're a Christian today, don't pull your head in. It's time to stand strong. Stand true. Repent if it's necessary. For the joy of the Lord is your strength to endure. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.